um, in Minnesota. I have been um, a compulsive overeater my entire life. As, you know, as I look back at my history, I, I knew nothing but medicating with food from a very young time. I've been recovered for about two and a half years. I came into the program in 2014. And this is sort of what it looked like before and then um, in the middle and now. Um, um, like I said, um, wrestle with food my whole life. I knew I was different. I always knew I was different. I, I, I had, um, I was raised in a home that was not very healthy. No, no shame, no guilt to my parents. My parents did the best they could do with what they had. However, I learned at a very young age that um, food could medicate. And I used food from, you know, I've got pictures as early as third grade where I was already quite heavy. Um, use, use food. Um, and then really at the, in, in probably seventh grade is when I found exercising. I found restriction. I mean, I guess I didn't know it was restriction, but, you know, peer pressure and, and I, it kicked into. So I started to exercise a lot, restrict, and then actually binge um, by the time I was in seventh grade. It was, it was all I really knew for years. Um, I was a very good liar. Um, 50 pounds up and down is what I did up until the time I came into this program. My, my top weight was, if you want to throw that, maybe you should throw the pictures up and I'll just talk about my top weight. My top weight was um, 202. We have six children. And that was right after the birth of Vanessa. I came into program at, um, yeah, this is right after the birth of Vanessa. I came into program at the age of, of um, let's see, 2014, about 56, but you can fast forward if you want, couple through them. And I went up and down with the weight. I don't know if we can get those pictures up. That's okay. And if you can, I can keep talking too. Okay. Yep. So here's, you know, five, six years ago, you'll notice that in every single picture, my husband looks exactly the same, exactly the same. Um, not me though. <laughs> um, up and down, up and down, up and down. The first four pictures that Jill shows are really me at, you know, close to that 180, that one, 190 before I came into vision. Um, vision was how I, well, I came into OA how and then, and then found vision later on. Once I found vision and someone introduced me to actually working the steps here again, I'm still about that 180. Um, then I figured out that really it was, it was bigger than me and, and the diet programs. I don't know if we can pop the rest up. Those are the same. So I'll, I'll just keep talking about my, as she pops them up. Um, so I came in through, I came in through OA How, which, you know, what you guys read about the tools, that's exactly how I came into the program. I was, um, when I sat in that back row the first time, I was horrified. And this is just recent. This is July of last year. Um, on my 60th birthday party where all of our kids came. Um, I was horrified because someone talked about for the first time what they did with food. And I did everything she talked about with food. It's just that I lied about it for years and years and years. This is right after COVID. Um, I got really sick and I lost all of my hair. I ended up pretty much shaving my hair off. And so, you know, three years later, it's about this length. So, um, but I was abstinent at this point. You no, know, by the grace of God, I was at my ideal body weight and I was abstinent. Um, when I came into OA How, I was introduced to the steps and I, I use the steps. I will forever use the steps. Um, the steps are the tools that God has given me. Um, I've come to understand again for me and my program, my, my goal 
my absolute desire, and this is a couple weeks ago, well, maybe a month ago, me and my husband, my husband and myself, I've come to understand that the, the desire of my heart is to fit myself so I can be of service to other people. When I came into this program, I came in for one reason and one reason only, and it was to lose 50 pounds. Um, I was a lunatic. I mean, truly, um, we homeschooled 20, we homeschooled for 21 years, had six children. It was not uncommon for me to be up by four o'clock to be at the YMCA by five. So I could exercise for two hours, come home, homeschool, go back over the lunch hour, and then sometimes go back at night. And depending on what I did in the middle of the night, that, that dictated how many hours of exercise I did the very next day at the YMCA. I did this for years and, and, and no one was the smarter because I stayed within a 50 pound window, right? And so people just never really figured out what was going on, but I knew in my head, there were monkeys in my head and I was maybe present, but I was not present. Um, that that um, the reading that you had me read was beautiful because this is my reality. Um, this disease wants me to live in one of two places, either morbid reflection, which is looking back at all the things I wish wouldn't have happened. Right. I came into this program very angry. I wanted a Hallmark movie and I didn't have a Hallmark movie. I had a really sad past. Right. I wanted a once upon a time happily ever after like the rest of my classmates. I didn't have that. And so this disease wanted me to live in that morbid reflection um, either there or it wanted me to live in projection, which is always fear based. And it's either something I might not get or something I might lose. But this program requires that I live in the present moment. That's the gift that I have for today is to live right now in this moment, because this is the only moment that I have. And this is the gift that I call life. Um, when I came into the program, like I said, I was a hot mess. Um, I came in and I said to the sponsor that I got, give me the list. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Give me the list. I was a behavior modification girl. That's all I knew. I'll modify, I'll, I will modify the behavior or I will die because I want to get what I want to get. It was still all about me. Um, I did what was on the list, the sponsor that I had, who um, now I'm actually sponsoring, which is quite interesting, the most dear woman in the entire universe. She had never gone all the way through the steps. When I got to step four and I had 40 pages of resentments and fears, she said, I don't know what to do with him, Bonnie. I, I don't know how to move you forward. And at that point, I had lost the 50 pounds. And so I had convinced myself I got what I wanted. It's just a matter of weighing and measuring and calling people. And I don't have to do this second half of this plan. Um, to be honest, I didn't want to. I did not want to reveal what my past was. There was a lot of pain. There was a lot of shame. There was a lot of guilt. And so I just stepped out. I convinced myself that I got what I wanted and I stepped out. And fast forward two and a half years and um, 50 pounds back up again. And I was, I was horrified. And once again, what did disease do? It had me step back into the closet because this disease wants us to isolate. I went back into the closet. I picked up the bat that no one else knew I had and I beat myself bloody again because I failed again. On page 31, the big book, it says, here are some of the methods we've tried. I wrote down the methods I've tried. Okay, when people would say, you must not want it bad enough, I went back in the closet again. And this is, this is what I know to be true for me. It was never lack of desire. It was never lack of willpower. It was lack of power. No one does what I did if you don't desire an outcome. Okay, um, the, the problem was that I had a goal 
And the goal was very selfish. The goal was all about me. This program is, is the exact opposite of being selfish. This is a program of altruism. This is a program of denying and dying to yourself. I came in with only one goal and it was it, it started and ended with me. And when I got what I thought I wanted, I left, right? And that's just not, I mean, there's that the God that I serve isn't going to deliver me because my motivation was so incredibly unpure. Um, there was one, one very dear fellow from OA Howe who reached out to me over and over and over and over and over. And um, one day I was weak and I picked up and she said, you know what, Bonnie, maybe you need a different voice. Maybe you need to listen to a vision for you. They really study the, I mean, they study the big book intensively and they take you through the steps. And, and that's, I, I dialed into a vision for you. Desperate again, listen for a couple of months before I introduce myself. Um, well, let's just say I, I wasn't the sharpest one. Um, in the back of the big book on page 527, it talks about the spiritual experience. It talks about how some people have that aha moment, but most people have what they call the educational variety. Well, I was the educational variety because if people ever ask if someone wants to speak on relapse, I will say, choose me, choose me. I have relapsed many times. I have many sponsors. And when I hear sponsors share, I think to myself, yeah, I'm sure they're thinking to themselves, I sponsored her and I sponsored her and I sponsored her and I sponsored her. And the deal is that um, when the student is ready, the teacher shows up. And so every one of them gave me exactly what I needed until the last one gave me that last piece. And this is what the last piece was for me. Um, I came in looking to modify my behaviors. And, um, you know, I, I, I say that God has, um, I've seen the hand of God in my life in many, many places. I wouldn't have said that early on, but I can see his fingerprints looking back. Um, he was set, it was definitely a miracle for him to bring me to that first meeting. It was a miracle when that gal reached out over and over and over and over. Um, you know, one of the miracles that he dropped, or one of the things that he did for me was he dropped into my heart one morning and it was a revelation. Um, it'll never be you that does anything. It will not be you. Because if I could have done this, I wouldn't be talking with you guys. Right? So it was a revelation. Stop trying so hard. It will never be you. It's not lack of desire. It's not lack of willpower. It's lack of power. That was a hard one for me because I came in as a Christian woman. And I, 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 I debated with every sponsor I had, they would say it's a step one or a step two. And I'd say it can't be a step one. If I thought my life was manageable, I would not be talking with you. Obviously, my life is unmanageable. And it can't be a step two, because I came in as a Christian woman with a higher power, the God that I call the God of the Bible. But it was a step one. Um, it was a step one, I had never fully conceded I had a different DNA. On page 427 in the big book, it says, if you're an apple, you can be the best apple you can be, but you can never be an orange. For the first time in my life, I realized I was an apple trying to be an orange. I had to fully concede this is my DNA. It's not good DNA. It's not bad DNA. It's just my DNA. Six kids and a husband, spouses, grandkids, none of them have my DNA. It's my DNA. The moment I accepted my DNA, surrendered, leaned into my creator, he delivered me. So the revelation that um, if God doesn't do it for me, it's not going to be done. And it had to go from modifying behaviors to a heart transformation. On 567, the big book, it talks about that heart transformation. Um, be, you know, 
the behavior modification for me always equaled performance, good or bad. Okay. I was in the business of good or bad. Either you're good or you're bad. And that God is no place in that. Right. I mean, God's love is unconditional, no strings attached. So the behavior modification that I, that I, that I, um, fell into initially was the perfect food plan, perfect sponsor, perfect meeting, perfect, um, you know, perfect book that I'm reading on, just everything having to be perfect. And if that, if I do all that right, then, and I rub the genie, then guess what? I'm going to be the body size I want forever. And the monkeys will be out of my brain. And that that's not how it works because if I could have done that, then God would be no place in it. Um, what God wanted for me was he wanted a heart transformation and that was basically letting God change me from the inside out. And this is my experience. When the inside changes, the outside changes. Okay. Um, the monkeys are no longer in my brain, but the circus will forever be in town. I don't have an eating disease. I have a thinking disease. I don't have a weight issue. I've got a thinking issue. As my brain goes, so go I right? Um, I have, I had to learn how to stop listening with my external ears and start listening with the ear inside of my heart. If you look at the word heart, the three letters in the middle is ear. Okay. Got to listen different. I have a different DNA. I had to connect with God and, and talk with him on a daily basis. It is not optional for me. The first 30 minutes of every day are given to God. If I sponsor people, I say, I can't sponsor you unless you do. Because my experience is, if I could have done it, I would have done it. It has to be God that does from what I can't do for myself. This is a word picture I'll give to people. Um, I give to people frequently. I'll say, if you walk into a dark room and you're looking for light and you see a, a lamp on the nightstand, um, you immediately think, I, there's my light source. You walk over and you flip the switch on the lamp. And if the light doesn't go on, your brain automatically says, maybe the bulb's not tightened. And so you tighten the bulb and you flip it again. If it doesn't work, your brain goes to the next thing. It's an automatic thing. Uh, maybe the bulb is burnt out. You unscrew it, take it into the hallway, and the bulb is just fine. And you go back and you screw it on. And then your brain says, there's a switch on the wall. And so you walk over and flip the switch. The light doesn't go on. You walk out into the hallway and you ask someone who is in the light, I can't get the lamp to go on. And they say, is it plugged in? Okay, we can have everything in front of us. And if we are not plugged into the source, it will not happen because if I could have done it, I would have done it. Um, the next miracle that God gave me is that um, God never wanted my list. Five this is minutes remaining. Thank you so much. God never wanted my list. All he ever wanted was my heart. I gave him my list instead of giving him my heart. In my third step prayer, and I pray step one, two, and three every morning, I pray, God, I offer myself to you. I physically make palms of my hand and I put into the palm of my hand everything that I would want to hold on to. Anything that I would want to cling to, I offer it to him. It's his. Um, upon arising on page 87, it says upon arising and then throughout the day. We connect intentionally to the one who is going to do for us what we can't do for ourselves. I use the tools now, but I use them for a different reason. I use them so I can stay fit, so I can be of maximum service to God and other people. Um, this is not how I came into the program. I came into the program with me in mind, not other people. Now everything I do is based upon other people. 
what happened, the scales of, of, of pride and prejudice fell from my eyes and a new world came into the view. It was no longer, how do I get into the size I want to get into? It was, how can I be of service to other people? God, please show me what you would have me to be today. Not what you want me to do. What would you have me be? Um, and then I, um, you know, the, one, another miracle was um, him identifying to me what the definition of um, my purpose was. And again, my purpose prior to him showing me um, recovery in this meeting was to get what I wanted. That was it. I mean, I would have said no, but that was it. There was always a motivation. The motivation always started and ended with me. I wrestled greatly with the chapter on we agnostics. I almost left the program because I came in as a believer and I said to my sponsor, I'm not an agnostic. I'm not an atheist. I'm a follower of Jesus. This was very hard for me. And she said, Bonnie, outside this program, an atheist is someone that says, I don't believe there's a God. An agnostic says there might be a God. And a believer says, I believe there's a God. She said, in my 12-step program, an atheist says, I ain't doing that. An agnostic says, I'll do that and that, but I'm not doing that. And a believer says, I'll do whatever you want me to do. This is what ended up being my life. I ended up coming to the place where I said, God, um, I offer myself to you broken. I am broken. God knows I'm broken. And that was the last miracle he showed me. It's okay to be broken. I have a broken past. It's okay to have a broken past. I don't hide those chapters in my book anymore. I share those chapters with others and I, I share them very quickly. And then I say, can I tell you what God did? Because God's in the business of taking the really sad stuff and making beautiful stuff out of it. And that's what he's done in my life. I am imperfect. Um, every single day I wake up, I acknowledge I'm imperfect, but God loves me just the way I am. I accept and surrender. There's no such thing as once upon a time, happily ever after. I was hung on that one for a long time because there's all the chapters in the middle of the book. And I have to be willing to accept all the chapters in the middle of the book today, tomorrow, and forever after. I made reference in the beginning about how we had a place in Fort Myers, Florida, and we were supposed to retire there in November. Hurricane Ian had other plans. It's gone. I am in a 950 square foot little place up north in Minnesota where it's, to be honest, like incredibly cold. Acceptance and surrender is the answer to everything in this program. So the gift for me and the gift I want to share with you is, you know, asking yourself, you know, have you accepted? Have you surrendered? You know, the fact that you have this DNA. It's not bad. It's not good. It's just the DNA that you have. And can you lean in? Because if you can lean in and you can embrace this is who God has created you to be, you can then be of service to other people because we're not the only ones that have this. You know, I'm a member on the Vision website and there's 11,500 people. For years, I swam in the wrong fish tank. I thought I was a freak. I thought no one was like me. Not the case. There are many people who have the same DNA. And so the gift of this program for me is to be able to um, acknowledge it is what it is. It's not good and it's not bad. But share that, um, you know, even though the past is the past, the God that we serve has a great future for us. And that future is always going to be connected to, God, what would you have me to be? And how can I be of service to someone else? Because if we're living and dying in this disease, it's a horrific place to live. And we know that. And so we have the gift of the solution. And I think my time is almost up and I can hardly believe that. But thank you so much for letting me share you guys and I'll pass.